Welcome to episode number eight of Stockholm Tech, the podcast that brings you stories from the people and startups on the Stockholm tech scene. In this week's episode, we got to meet with Francisco Andreasson, the co-founder and CEO of a Stockholm startup called Gather. We will, of course, get to know who Francisco is a little bit more, um, but we'll also dig into what Gather is and what the, the vision for the future is for the team over there. Um, and also we will go a little bit more in depth of what it was like being part of a quite well-known startup accelerator here in Stockholm called Sting, which the, the team and the, the company of Gather was part of quite recently. I'm your host, Willie Simonson, and I hope you will enjoy this episode as much as I did recording it. And, uh, with that, let's jump straight to it. Episode number eight of Stockholm Tech. Right, welcome to the show, Francisco Andreasson. Yes, hi, Billy. Thank you for having me, and uh, yeah. hi to everyone at at home listening. Yes, exciting. Um, I uh, yeah, to start things off, it would be interesting. I don't know you personally uh, myself. I I came across you and your company last month at the uh, Stockholm Tech Meetup event uh in february and uh yeah and then i got in contact with you and uh we managed to get this this interview or this uh podcast recording uh scheduled uh today so interesting and i would just like to hear a little bit more about you maybe you can introduce yourself uh in a good way <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um all right so it, it depends on how deep you want to dive but but, uh, but in in, yeah. in in a general sense um I'm I'm the CEO of uh, of Gather, um, which is uh, a, a media-focused uh, tech startup. Um, but but then apart from that, I mean, like I'm very multidisciplinary in terms of what I do. I I have a kind of very varied background. So I've done a lot of coding in my days. I've done uh, a lot of design work uh, as well as business strategy. Um, so I know I'm a very varied person in, in, in that sense, but but uh, but I think like what most people know me from here in Stockholm is basically yeah I'm 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 running gather. I <laughs> uh, got it. Okay, so if we back things up, then like in early life, where did you start getting a into technology, the tech scene, um, development? At what age did you like start doing this? So. I would say the tech scene as a scene was kind of late on. I mean, uh, I started coding and designing when I was 10 years old. Um, so I've been, I've been doing that for a very, very, very long time. And it's like, it's in everything that I do in life. Like I'm so ridiculously obsessed with everything that has to do with technology and, and systems in general. Uh, but, but the tech scene as, as a whole, like the startup scene, that's, I think that's like the last two two years or so, I would say, okay. um, but, but in terms of creating things and exploring things, it's, it's a part of the foundation of my life, basically. Got it. 
Okay, and you're from Stockholm, um, or where? Have no, you no, no, heck no. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you might hear that about how kind and sweet I am. That I'm, I'm not originally from Stockholm. <laughs> I'm from. Okay. Uh, no, I'm from. I'm from. Um, uh, I'm, I'm uh, raised in Gothenburg. Uh, okay. I moved here to Stockholm about, I, I love Stockholm, I can say that, but, uh, yeah. but I, I moved here about uh, a year ago or so, um, one and a half years ago, uh, but originally from Latin America, uh, okay. before Gothenburg. Okay, so what country in Latin America? Uh, I was born in Colombia in, okay. in, uh, in Latin America, in, uh, near uh, the, the, the city Cartagena. Got it. Okay. At what age did you come to Sweden then? Oh, yeah, it was very early. It was like I was two years old, so okay. I, I was I spent my my first very very few years in, like in the slums of of uh, Cartagena, basically. But but then uh, I got adopted by the most amazing family uh, in, okay. in in Sweden uh, in Gothenburg. In Gothenburg, okay. And then you grew up there. Um, so what happens next? Like, did you start? study or uh, did you get to work like any startup things right away or where did you your like it's kind of professional career, career yeah i mean as i said i mean like at, at age 10 I, I picked up coding and i picked up design it was like pure by accident it's like uh we i was very, very lucky because at that time you know it's like not everyone had a pc at home uh like that, to that extent and used it to that extent so I, I still remember very vividly how the IBM computer was standing in the hallway uh, uh, of our house. And, yeah. um, uh, and it was like, from the very first moment, I, I was so like, absorbed, absorbed by everything that you could do with it. And, and, uh, like, and in terms of startups, like, that expression wasn't really used that much back then. I mean, like... It was back in the day when you were a complete ridiculous utter loser if you were coding. Like if you were doing, if you were spending too much time at the computer instead of playing football or going to parties, you were an absolute yeah. nerd. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it was still. I mean, nowadays, I mean, if I were ten now, like and I was coding, my friends would be like, "Holy shit, that's so cool!" But I mean, back then it was like, "Yeah, that's Francisco in his stupid computer." Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it wasn't really. Startups weren't really a thing, at least for, for my, from my perspective b back then. It was purely just yeah. passion from creating. Got it. So, yeah, uh, as I mentioned before, I, I uh, came across you and Gather at this uh, event last month uh, here in Stockholm, Stockholm Tech Meetup, it's called. It's the biggest tech meetup um, here in Stockholm, and it was like a, f a packed uh auditorium uh that evening uh it was more people than i that I, I it was actually my first time there but uh it was uh more people that i than i've uh, thought would be there so i was like i was standing in the corner like in the far back <laughs> and uh uh sweating uh because it was so hot back there um but anyways you were at stage that night and uh um, you know giving your pitch in front of all these people um how did you first of all how did you like get in get to do that uh, did someone approach you or yeah so, so first off i wasn't alone at stage uh i yeah. was there with my head of communications olena uh, a, a fucking rock star in terms of communication um so we, we were invited then by um by tyler to 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 be part of 
um, the, their pitching part. Um, and yeah, like he's doing a, a great job there. It's like he's, you know, he's ev every single event that he hosts, it's like, it's, it's always a lot of people. Like, like you saw, it's like it's sweaty, sweaty packs. It's like, <laughs> it's always yeah. a lot of people there. Um, and I actually remember quite vividly, like that was actually one of the first encounters I had with the startup scene uh, when I came to Stockholm. Uh, so my, my first like startup memories was like in Stockholm at least, uh, was Sub 46, the, the yeah. events there, like the afterworks that they have, uh, yeah. and also Stockholm Tech uh, Meetup. Yeah. Do you, uh, so you've been to a few of them now, I suppose? Uh, yeah, especially at Sub 46. I mean, we, we were sitting there for, for quite some time last oh. year, uh, like an amazing thing in general, the entire ecosystem, like they have like, of course, their small internal ecosystem software six but then also they're doing such a good job at you know hosting events and uh, not just for like startup startups but also making sure that you know students and, and other people also get into into the ecosystem so uh yeah i've been at quite a few software six events and yeah. not super many stockholm tech meetups i think like maybe four or five or something i mean yeah you can't you can't spend your life spending running around at every event. I mean, then you wouldn't have a startup yeah. to build. <laughs> <Then it's> like... <laughs> yeah, you can't spend too much time on it, but it definitely uh, connects the community here in Stockholm, and it's definitely necessary, right? Um, and valuable in different ways. Uh, but yeah, it was my first one last month in February, and it was uh, yeah, it was positive. Um, except that it was just a lot of people but uh i mean <laughs> if they get a, a bigger auditorium they can solve that uh okay but but your opinion then is that it's also something positive right um yeah, yeah heck yeah i mean like everything that gives lives into the startup scene in general and like you know make, make sure that people i mean like if you didn't have these events i mean it would be hard to partially network and it would also i can imagine be hard to get a grip of what you know the startup scene is and what the tech scene is especially if you're coming to sweden quite recently or if you're you know you yourself are you know thinking about getting into the scene but you can't code or whatever it is i mean these events helps people have a like a foot into it and the people that already are inside can you know they can boost even more but but uh, you know it, it's a balance as that's with everything you can't go to every single event always and no. it's you know, uh, there has to be a balance to everything. But in general, it's it's fucking amazing. Yeah. All right. And you did your pitch w together with your uh, communications. Um, your is it a co-founder of yours or is it a? a no, it's or... it's uh, one of our first hires. Uh, okay. But uh, she's a fucking rock star either way. Um, yeah. 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 Did you so doing that pitch in front of all these people? Is that the like the biggest amount of people you've made the pitch in front of? Or uh, I don't know. Just, like the first, no. so first off, she she was doing most of the pitching. I was uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was backing up <laughs> for, for with with, with, right. with questions. Um, yeah. But but, but um, and she did a great job, by the way. Um, but but uh, I don't know actually. I think maybe. Uh, similar sizes. I, th I actually don't know exactly how many people were there. Um, maybe it was uh, most people. I don't know. I love speaking in front of people. So, I mean, the bigger the crowd, the better. <laughs> I think yeah. it's uh, I mean, every opportunity to be able to have, you know, some kind of value to offer people, even if that's by something that I create or if it's by, uh, you know, putting forward a message in general. I think that's awesome. So, yeah. 
So we will uh, we will um, dig a little bit deeper into what Gather is uh, in a minute. But uh, yeah, you were on this stage and uh, afterwards and when you ca- came up on stage, it was more of a uh, people having questions and there was a bunch of investors on stage as well, giving you feedback and asking questions. Um, how, how do you tackle a situation like that? How do you keep your composure? Because it, it's it's like... Questions coming from everywhere and uh, <laughs> different thoughts and people are skeptical and uh, just the situation as a whole seems kind of uh, nerve wracking. Yeah. And I mean, that's also different. I mean, like at this stage, I mean, we, we already have investors and we already have, I mean, we have, a, you know, a, a foundation for our user base. And I mean, so it's, it's not like, I mean, it's kind of a good mixture of startups pitching because, you know, for some people when they pitch, it's, you know, they have an idea or they've, um, they haven't launched anything yet or still working on it. And, and some people, you know, when they pitch, they already have this you know, like huge, huge user base and they are backed by, you know, this really, really, you know, tremendously big VC. So it's, it's always very different. But like for me, I mean, I mean, all of the questions that we get at that stage, we've had them a billion times. And I mean, it's like, it's nothing new. It's like, oh yeah, but have you thought of this? It's like, yeah, dude, I've been doing this for two years. We thought about this. Um, <laughs> so it's like, um, but I mean, it's always important. I mean, like sometimes you get questions which you haven't, you know, had the slightest thought of before. Um, yeah. But in a sense, I mean, yeah. And, and also, I mean, like, depending on what stage it is, I mean, even if you have a really brand new idea which you haven't uh, done anything with yet, also remember that I know. I mean, you you can you can uh, pull pull together. Like, you can you can deconstruct any platform. I mean, you, you can you can say the same with Spotify. But like, even though it have a billion users, like uh, they have a huge user base, you can still sit and oh yeah, but what about this thing? But what about then this thing? And it's like so everything is deconstructible. Everything. So uh, yeah, it's just just keep the cool and try to approach it. And I mean. The more times you pitch before or talk to people at events or, you know, just criticize yourself internally, uh, the better you get at, you know, easily managing these questions. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too, um, standing in front of like way smaller audiences, but uh, still uh, pitching in front of people. And um, it's just about doing it um, often enough and you get your, uh, it becomes more natural to you. So, yeah. I agree with that. All right. So in a minute uh, or in a few seconds, uh, to be more specific, we'll uh, dig in a little bit deeper into what Gather is um, after this short, short break. All right. Good. All right. so I wanted to ask you or like dig a little bit deeper into what Gather is. We've spoken a little bit about it already um, mm-hmm. because it's in close relation to you. It's your little baby, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost. Um, so, yeah, you can just start like exp- uh, explaining to the listener what what Gather is. It's spelled G-A-D-D-R, right? So it's not Gather as the English uh, spelling, but it's gather with two D's. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a startup. It has to have some, you know, it has to have a ridiculous cool. startup in mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's also the word add in there also, which I like. It's, it's right. a fun word. Um, no, but I think, I think the best, the best way to approach it uh, is actually to put it in, in the situation where it belongs. So 
Um, the main reason why Gather even exists is that we have approached uh, we have approached a time in which there's so many different platforms out there, and there's so many different usernames and identities, and the very fundamentals of what the internet is is connecting with other people. And in the beginning, I mean, that wasn't that much of a problem. You had Facebook, and after a while, you then also had uh, like YouTube, and then also Twitter. Uh, and I mean, that wasn't a problem so much. I mean, the problem for people at that time was to understand what is Facebook. <laughs> and, and, and then before you know it, then it's like it's Tumblr, and then it's, um, uh, you have a Spotify account, and you have a Runkeeper, you have a Kick, you have a WhatsApp, you have a Snapchat, and you have all of these different places um, where you want to connect with people. Yeah. And at, at, this very, at this point, like, um, I've worked a lot in marketing, both uh, freelancing with, uh, as a consultant for strategy with companies, and I also worked as uh, com uh, head of communications as a management consultant firm. Uh, so I've, I've seen how much time and effort it takes to, 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 to draw traffic everywhere. And to, when you meet people at events, it's like, okay, add me here. So follow me here. This is my username here, and this is how you spell this username. Um, yeah. And especially marketing for an influencer or a creator or a brand, that decreases the, you know, the, the reachability so much. So basically then what Gather is, it's you get one username and one place for everything. So if I give you my Gather name, you can then there always know my other usernames, and you can visit me everywhere, you can see all of my content. Uh, and and, and that's, that's the fundamentals of it. And then of course, there are many other aspects which are amazing yeah. together. And there's a lot of things that we have in the pipe for updates right now, which we have created with our brands and with our partners and creators, but that's the essentials of it. Got it. So it's like a, a identity or your online identity. It's where you sort of exist, uh, all the places. It's like yeah. a business card a little bit. Yeah, I, I dislike the word, of course, but, but like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like your, it's your online identity in, in a yeah. way that works. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like, if, if you look at, for instance, how, how you market yourself, even if it's a brand or if you're a creator, like a YouTuber or Instagrammer, um, a big challenge is, you know, one, you need to make sure that your audience is connected with you on as many places as possible because uh, that creates loyalty and you have different voices in different platforms and you want to express that because you express yourself in one way on Snapchat and one way on Instagram, one way on YouTube, etc. And, and the more ways you can express and connect with your audience, the more loyalty and the more relation building you can have. Um, so that, of course, is a challenge to drive all the traffic and spend money marketing on all of these places, especially for brands. And you can imagine yourself when you're watching a YouTube video, uh, you are in a flow. I mean, you're watching YouTube videos. You're not going anywhere. You're like, you're watching YouTube videos. And if the person then on the YouTube video says, all right, and thank you for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that comment and, and everything. And also follow me here, 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 and also here and here. Um, that's too many decisions. There are too many choices to make. Um, and this comes down to basic psychologies. Like if there's too many choices to make, you don't make any choices at all. So you're just going to hit that next video and go watch another video or keep browsing your Instagram feed or keep browsing your Facebook feed. Um, so the easier you make it for your audience, 
to just, you know, take that step into your identity, the better. And if you have one place to do that, it's much more likely that they will take that step and leave that YouTube video and go in and watch everything else that you have. Yeah. All right. So, so I can see that it's a um, very, very wide target audience, of course, like, because there's so many people using social media and different kinds of services, and they have these profiles everywhere. Um, but who do you see as your core user right now? Do you see a specific demographic or have you looked at the data in any specific way? Um, so demographic wise, it's like we focus heavily on brands and on high profile creators yeah. because they are the ones having this problem to the largest extent. It yeah. costs them money and it costs them follower base. Uh, so I would say like the prime user here is like a 20 year old girl or female uh, that has, you know, 200,000 followers on Twitter, for instance. And uh, they're constantly asking her like, okay, so what's your username here? What's your username here? So I think that, that would be like, if there's one person we're building this for, that's her. Uh, and then if we can make her happy, then also the brands tag along as well, because the brands have no other choice. They, they know nothing. <laughs> yeah. so, so the dream scenario, I guess, would be maybe a YouTuber or some kind of social media personality would link the, the gather uh, or their their followers subscribers to their gather page from uh, from which they the followers then like get to subscribe or click on these profiles and basically have them all in one place that's the, like the the user scenario yeah and i mean we have a we have a lot of youtubers using us and we have a lot of brands using us already and like what yeah. we what we want to do now for this year like one of our greatest like challenges and things that we work with this year is to is to broaden that aspect and to make us even more relevant to a larger user base. So now we have, you know, we've had really good feedback from uh, uh, the influencer scene. We work with a lot of net influencer networks. Uh, we've had uh, uh, a lot of brands using us. So we, ha we have, you know, this feedback and we know that what we're creating here is really, really usable. Uh, and they've, they've shown this by how they use it. So. The challenge now is to make sure that we can broaden this and make sure that everyone has it in their YouTube video and everyone has it in their Instagram and, and Twitter and YouTube. And when you meet people at parties, because, you know, it, it's, it's a more sustainable way. Yeah. Understand. Cool. Um, so how long have you been running this, um, this startup? Um, so basically it, it depends like how you, how yeah. you want to define, but, yeah, yeah. uh, I think the very first lines of code I wrote, uh, maybe oh, what could it have been like two years ago, maybe so it's like two and a half years ago, something that's like the first lines of code for the first, for the first MVP, for the first very basic prototype. Yeah, yeah. And, um, then I, like I created that over the span of a few weeks and then I improved upon that over the span of a few months. And then I went out to, to find a co-founder, um, to, to take this even further with me. And then after, I, I think it was like eight months or something, uh, I, I then landed uh, uh, on, on Daniel, who's my C CTO and co-founder now. And it's like really, really amazing uh, dynamic that, that we have. I mean, we're a very good duo in terms of, in terms of co-founders. And- um, Interesting, and yeah, so, so you're two co-founders. Yeah. yeah. How big of a team is it? I, I remember from last month that you mentioned you have a very international team, a very uh, multi, uh, a lot of a lot of nationalities in it. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. We have so right now we are sitting um, at Folkungagatan at Söder. So we are right now. I think we're seven people. We're going to be eight people next week, um, and then we also have a, a few interns included in that. Uh, we always have like a like intern batches every every semester. We, we take in a, uh, at least two interns, um, and yeah, I mean like we have people from. I think now it's like Russia, no, the Ukraine, it's uh, London, and I think it's also Brazil. Yeah, and like we always have like consultancies uh, as well. Um, so we have either like remote consultancies that work like as developers abroad, and, and sometimes we also have them sitting like in house next to us. So there's always, you know, a good flow of consultancies as well, and there it's usually. I know it's been a mix. Some of them has been from abroad, and some of them has been Swedish. Got it. So most of you are sitting here in Stockholm, then, or are you? Are some of them remote? I mean, the consultants are often remote uh, workers, but uh, are, are so the the Russians and the Ukrainians and <laughs> Brazilians no, are they here in Stockholm? Yeah, no Russians. Uh, Ukraine. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. They are exactly. It's not they. It's uh, Olena, uh, my amazing head of communication. She's from Ukraine. Ah, uh, got it. All right, interesting. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm interested to definitely interested to hear more from people who uh, in this podcast. Uh, so I'm trying to find those people as well uh, who come from other countries and are now residing here in Stockholm, working here at a startup. Um, so that's definitely interesting for me. Um, my last question about Gather would be like, what's your biggest learning so far um, running it? Have you had any specific like? Uh, you bumped into a wall and, and learned something really big or just small things? Yeah, I mean, holy shit. I mean, I've had, like, I've been doing this, like, the, the tech thing in general, been doing for such a ridiculously long time. Uh, so luckily, I've done a lot of tech mistakes past, like, before. Um, so, but I've tried to get things off the ground before, and I've had a lot of projects with, like, um, and with other developers and with other like designers that you know hasn't really taken form so, so actually like gathering a sense has been a, a lot of learnings for me like because it's it's the first thing that has really taken form in, in a in a larger way um so i was like a lot of things in terms of leadership i mean i've, I've had a lot of leadership positions before and i've um always been freelancing a lot so i've always been forced to you know push myself a lot but uh, I think that's one of the biggest learnings. I mean, like managing a team and, and focusing on team success and compromising uh, on, on what you want yourself to make sure that the, the team succeeds as much as possible. And, um, and I mean, the, everything takes so much more time than, than you want them to take. And I mean, so I think patience in a sense. I mean, I'm a very impatient person in general. Uh, I want us to have perfect virtual reality like tomorrow, but that won't happen. Uh, and, and like... So everything that I do, I'm very, very energetic. I'm very excited about everything. And like, but I also think like the last few years, I've been forcing myself to also adapt a, a sense of patience, uh, both with how long time things take, but also with, with people. And, uh, you know, you, you want everything to be exactly how you want it to some extent, but <laughs> uh, exactly. And, but, yeah. and that's also to some degree good. I mean, like it's, yeah. At, at some way, you also realize that, yeah, it, it's good that not everything turned out exactly how I wanted it. Yeah. 
Good. Some good learnings then, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. We'll, uh, in a few seconds, dive a bit deeper into the accelerator that you've been a part of here in Stockholm mm. after this short break. All right, back from the break. Um, I want to know a little bit more about you um, being a part of this startup accelerator here in Stockholm called Sting. Mm -hmm. um, so what can you tell us about that? How did that start? Um, and uh, yeah, how was it? Uh, so first and foremost, I want to say that more or less, in, when it comes to Sting as an accelerator, that's basically the best thing that can happen to a Swedish startup. That's that's okay. that's like the, the main takeaway that I had from from that program. It's the best thing that can happen to us with the startup, um, and I, I basically see it as the Y combinator of Scandinavia, more or less. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's pretty well known, and, and I've uh, heard a lot about it. So it's super interesting to get your view because you've been a uh, part of it. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's like it was. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So they basically what they have from the beginning is that. They get a lot, a lot of applicants from a lot of uh, founders and a lot of startups. Some of them are very well, well established. Some of them are in their uh, alpha phase, like like we were. Uh, so they have a lot of applicants, and they have the very hard work, like hard job to, you know, decide only a, a very few selected parts of that that's actually make it into the program. So. For us in the beginning, like the very first week for us were like, it was so exciting because this was a very big label, uh, both for me and in terms uh, of Gather as well, uh, that we were actually doing something really good and that uh, we really had that label on us that, okay, like what you're doing is good and you have a lot of potential. So I think like just by being there for the very first days and weeks, it, it's, you know, that means something. Um, and it was a kind of like long process you know with the applications and you know interviews and follow-ups and and that yeah um but like from the very first month i would say it's you know you you start realizing why it's so so valuable because they really care a lot um and i see a lot of you know especially if you look at like the startup scene as a whole like there's so much talking i mean like oh yeah we empower people we do this it's like oh culture 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 it's like oh it's Both almost losing it yeah, and it's like losing its meaning. And I'm, I'm like one of the reasons actually why I was actually holding off a bit with moving to Stockholm uh, was because of that. Because I felt like the startup scene in Stockholm is much larger right now, at least, than than Gothenburg. Like right now, they're coming along really good. But like, yeah. uh, so I, I knew that for things to move faster, I had to go to Stockholm. But then also it was kind of, you know. So all of these assholes just talking, you know, smack. And like, oh yeah, we care about this. It's passion. It's passion. It's this, this. And then when you actually, you know, ugh, you know, but 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 here it's different. I mean, like, um, you 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 have this array of people. I mean, it's like it's Pio, it's Eva, it's Frederick, and there's Maral and all of these uh, amazing people, Sarah and Sarah as well, and Raman and all of these amazing people that they genuinely care about what they're doing, and it it, it shines through in everything. Um, so they first thing off you you get access to their huge network and as you mentioned they have a they have a really good reputation so of course they have a good network um and then throughout the program you get coaching um so they help you tackle problems they don't do things for you of course but 
they are a really good rock to to lean on and um, they also make sure that you are able to grow in in, in relevant areas such as pitching in sales uh, in growth hacking and then uh, they they select experts from from the startup scene and then uh, place them in a room uh, to to teach us even further uh, i think that that's like the the, the outline on it and then of course they yeah. invest money also for like you know a bunch of um, really cool uh, business you know angels and startup like you know but that's you know that's not the main part of it you can get money anywhere yeah so how long is the program with that thing i don't know is it like three or four months i think so they, they have they have like different sets for it so they have uh let's say they have sting accelerate but then they also have sting incubate uh, i think sting incubate is a bit longer so um, and there they really nurture you for, for a bit longer, but for, for thing accelerate, I think it was like three months or so. Okay. And you mentioned the application process and, uh, it was a lot to go through. Uh, what else can you say about the application process? If there's anyone listening that wants to apply in coming batches, what do you, um, how was the process and what's the secret? Because <laughs> You got selected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's it's a bit different from from uh, case to case, but yeah. uh, because they look at different things depending on you know what phase you're in and in in what kind of industry you're in. Um, but I mean, in general, if, if you show really great promise, um, then you're a good candidate, and and that can mean I mean, if you're really early stage, then maybe you have a really good set of founders or you have a really good core team and you've been able to show early on that there's a good interest in what you're doing. You might have some early traction. We had like uh, a bit of like, like partner traction when we applied. So we already had, you know, interest from, you know, a set of, of brands. Um, but, and if you're a bit further ahead, then maybe you actually have like, you know, really good numbers that you can show off. And uh, I mean, they also, you know, there's a balance to it. So I think like every batch they take in, they have a mixture. So some of them are a bit later stage. I mean, like mid stage, maybe um, that can really benefit from like their expertise. And some of them are quite early stage. Um, but I think like, this, I don't know, it's like for me, I had a you know kind of stable dialogue with them even before the actual application. I actually uh, had, you know, I, I, I called them personally and talked a bit with them before. And, you know, I kept, um, recurring updates through email and i don't like i don't know if i should say this because i don't think they want a billion emails from everyone always but like that's at yeah. least what, what what i like focus on because i wanted to really show them that i really fucking care about this and yeah. um, and i want to invite you to see you know where we are heading because in a sense i mean when you get apply when you apply and if you get accepted then they are part of that journey not f- of course everything in the journey but they are partially part of that journey uh, so that's kind of what I was selling. I was selling that, you know, yeah, like if you accept us, this is the kind of journey that you have to look ahead for. And that's why that's why I pushed so hard on those updates. Awesome. Uh, so the last thing, a uh, question about Sting and all that uh, was, would you do the same thing again? I, ha- I have this written down in front of me now, but you know, <laughs> you've hailed it and you've uh, definitely said that you would uh, sort of recommend it to others. Uh, I feel like you would. Yeah, and I mean, like as with everything, it's it's about what you do with it. So, yeah. 
I mean, I, I have no idea how the other startups in the other Sting batches, you know, uh, managed or how, what, what their takeaways, but I haven't heard a single bad thing about Sting. And um, I mean, if you get accepted there and if, if you're part of that process, really seep out and, you know, take, you know, use every single week that you have with these guys because they know their shit. Every single one in that team and from all of the advisors and all the people helping out around and making the events possible, they know their shit. So yeah. if you if you just swing along for those three months, then, you know, then maybe you won't get as much out of it. But if you really make use of the knowledge that they have and if you really, you know, work your ass off like with any other startup, then I think you're going to fucking love Sting. Awesome. Cool. Uh, awesome uh, to hear about that. Uh, really get a good insight from uh, from someone who's been there. Uh, we have a few questions that we you, you know usually ask our uh, all our listeners or listeners our uh, people coming on the show. Um, so they are the first one is what motivates you to get up in the morning. Oh, oh my that's <laughs> yeah we get deep here it's yeah but that's deep. good uh, fuck yeah, yeah that's good uh i mean that's for me in general I, I, I like i think it's hard because to answer <laughs> that is uh because for me it's it's so many it's so many things i mean yeah. it's kind of ridiculous how big uh, part of my life that's tech and like systems and you know creating things are for me like from the very moment that i open my eyes to the very moment that i close my eyes uh, i'm basically working more or less and yeah. and if i'm not working at that very exact time i'm thinking about you know problems that i'm facing with you know with what i'm doing um so i mean for me it's like everything that i do revolves around creating things and uh, improving systems and uh, understanding things so i mean it's 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 as necessary as food for me, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, in contrast to that, we ask what scares you? Um, anything that makes you your nights sleepless? Um... Oh, that's actually, and, and <laughs> that's, uh, uh, of course, I'm afraid of a, a ton of things, but, but like um, in, in, in this sense, I would say, and it also depends. I mean, you're scared of different things for different reasons. And, yeah. um, in relation to to something broader than than just what I'm doing, then it's basically that things in general will just go to trash. I mean, like that we're in gen, like everyone, like that uh, we as a society, like are moving in a bad direction, and like you know that the things that we build are not used for good things, or like you know that the the mindset of people is is getting worse and you know how we are how we see each other how we how we approach each other how we respect each other like all of these like that kind of general the trajectory of mankind yeah. that we're moving in a bad trajectory for mankind but but yeah. other than that i mean on a more selfish reason i think one of my biggest fear is you know is not doing something relevant and like just disappearing in a cloud of of you know just doing things that doesn't matter yeah i think meaningless that's, yeah. yeah, and I mean that's that uh, that's a kind of ego thing, of course. But but I yeah, mean... yeah, but everyone has it. Yeah, for sure. I can uh, I can see uh, see that myself uh, having those same <laughs> uh, nightmares, sort sort of. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else that you or anything that you would like to recommend? Um, it can be anything um, 
that you've consumed lately or anything that you're using, like apps, uh, TV, TV series, whatever? Yeah, it depends. What, what do you have on your affiliate list that I can, <laughs> I can <laughs> make use of? Uh, no, okay. So in general, in, in terms of, I mean, uh, as a startup founder to, to make things better and in, in general, think like, look a lot of, at, uh, at Product Hunt, I think it's a really good place to look at um, to get a really good sense of what's new and what's out there. And there's always a ton of good tools to use and sometimes also a bit of uh, podcast. I've actually seen you put up the, this podcast yeah. a few times also. Yeah, uh, so I, I think that's a very broad sense there. Look a lot of, at, at, at Product Hunt because then you get yeah. a good vibe of things. And other than that, um, Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y, um, it's a really good uh, reader tool. So you can basically, it's like gather, but for, <laughs> for all of your uh, magazines that you're reading. So you can get like right. Faber, you can get Mashable, you can get TechCrunch, uh, Road to VR, everything that you're reading and consuming, uh, you can basically get like in a very readable portionate way. And I use that for everything. So my, my, new, my news updates uh, are basically done in like a few minutes because uh, I'm, I'm just... Uh, scanning through Feedly uh, throughout the things that I follow. And I think that gives me a really good glance view of uh, what's new and what's happening. All right. Awesome. Okay. Lastly, um, where's the best place that people can follow you? This is like sort of a good question for you. So they should go to Gather. Yes. Gather. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, as I mean, of course, this is super important. Yeah. <laughs> it's important yeah. to connect with people. So if, if, you, if you want to follow me on, on everything that I do, if you want to connect with me everywhere, so go to gather.me slash Francisco. So my username at gather is Francisco. And there you get everything. You have my Instagram, my Facebook, my Tinder, if you're up to that. And you have my wow. Snapchat, YouTube, SoundCloud, Dribbble, Tumblr, GitHub, uh, my Minecraft IP, if I have someone. My, and you know, we have hundreds of them. So everything that's Francisco you get at my gather. This is awesome. This is exactly this is exactly the use case that you want. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. That's, I think that's a very perfect way to sum it up. The best plug <laughs> to end with. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I hope I, I had at least a, a bit of value in terms of uh, listening value to, to, to offer you. You definitely did. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode. Stockholm Tech is made by us, Willie Simonson and David Bozen. Special thanks goes to Peter Anderson for mixing and editing this episode. And also, thank you, Peter, for composing our theme music. To subscribe and listen to the show, you can easily find it on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Just uh, go there and search for Stockholm Tech and you should be able to find it. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter if you'd like. We're at Stockholm Tech Pod, which is at STHLM Tech POD, Stockholm Tech Pod. You can also just search for Stockholm Tech and you should be able to find it on Twitter as well. Uh, links to this are available in the show notes of this episode. So just go there and uh, click your way through if you prefer that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope to see you again in the next one.